Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Okay, welcome to the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, everyone. I have a very special interview for you today with a very special person, and her name is Lisa Fraley at lisafraley.com. And full disclosure, I am, this is a podcast, but I am also going to record this because I want you guys to see Lisa. I want to introduce her to you. I want you to know her um, because on the other end of this, I just think your mind and your heart are just going to be blown open wide. And so I did take, I do have a lot of notes. So if you guys hear papers moving, sorry about that, but I just, (laughs) I want to make sure you guys know everything about Lisa. And so Lisa is an attorney. She's a legal coach. She is a speaker. She is a number one best-selling author of Easy Legal Steps, which for those of you looking at the video, here's her beautiful, beautiful book. She's also the host of the Legally Enlightened podcast on iTunes. And Lisa's mission is to help small business owners understand that the law can be accessible, empowering, loving, and even spiritual. Can you guys believe that? (laughs) So I I, just to kind of give a little overview, um, I want to talk about really one of the reasons why I wanted to have Lisa on the podcast today is because so many of my clients, so many of my students, and this was a huge obstacle for me personally, was to get legally covered. And I mean, there's just this really, it's a sometimes even an irrational fear. I, I, I know with the experience, the older the soul you are, the more you do have that past life trauma. You do have that kind of visceral feeling like not only are you afraid of the law, but you're for, afraid to protect yourself because you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and so like me, I mean, I tried to kind of get legal help and everyone I talked to just kind of had no, they just kind of weren't into it. And, you know, as a sensitive, you feel that. And, you know, whether it's an accountant or a lawyer, you you can really feel that. And so we just kind of give up and stop looking. So I just want to give you guys kind of my biography here. When I started my career in 2007, I mean, I was taking clients. I was teaching classes. I was doing Ask a Medium shows, but I always felt like there was something wrong. And I always felt like I was really exposed and really scared to write, really scared to share things that I really like was creating for people for feel of, for fear of being ripped off or stolen from, or, you know, not doing stuff right for sure. And so I was invited to speak at a conference. I think it was, well, it was an event. It was like 2013, 2014, and I could not make it, but as I was looking at the other guest speakers, I see this name, Lisa Fraley, and it's like electricity fell there. I was like, I believe it said holistic legal coach. Holistic lawyer. Yes. And it just blew my mind. So I reached out to you and you helped me create my LLC. I did your damsel goes bear course, which just was so filled with things I didn't even think I needed. I mean, of course, you know, I had the website, but I didn't have disclaimers on there. I had nothing. So, I mean, basically you helped me get the disclaimers. You helped me protect my website. You helped me create the contracts for my one-on-one clients. And I just, you do, everything you say is so right. It makes you feel freer. It makes you feel supported. It makes you feel vulnerable, like protected enough to be vulnerable to put your heart and your voice out there. 
So just those two things changed my life, Lisa. And then since then, I trademarked Be Guided and Be Great with you, which I had had a couple of people try to take that from me, which just kind of makes you like, that's like, why, what's the point? Because people will just steal from me, you know, all these stories we tell ourselves, you know. And then I did the podcast in 2018. I've written a book. And then, of course, you have all this wonderful resources on your website where even now I've got my my expert form from you, <laughs> which I didn't even, I was kind of thinking I should probably reach out to you on that, but I haven't interviewed enough to kind of dig in, but that's where I'm going. So we just like, let's just take care of this. And as I'm going through that form, I'm like, God, this is, this is, this is everything in alignment with your work, the law and you know, doing this work, whether it's a psychic or a healer or, you know, giving spiritual counseling in any way, your work is so in alignment with the work that we do, Lisa. So with that being said, honey, how did you come to merge the world of legality and chakras? Well, first, Kate, thank you so much for all those kind words and for sharing your experience and working together and also just for having me. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Congratulations. Huge congratulations on your book. I'm so excited for you. Um, it's been so fun to be able to support you as you've gone through all these iterations and stages of growth, which is exactly what we want the law to do, right? Is to help provide these safe and beautiful containers as we all grow in our work. So thank you so much, Kate. I adore you and I adore working with you. Um, and so thank you also for asking about how in the world did I decide to merge together law and chakras, which is not your typical uh, thing to do for sure. And I have to be honest, I know for probably you and, and others who have spiritual gifts, you know, I'm I'm guessing that for many people at first, it was a little scary to reveal to either certain people or the world that you have these gifts and that you let alone have them and then want to build a business around them. So in a similar vein, it was really um, sort of scary for me too, because I do believe I am an old soul as well, who've been through many past lives and been persecuted in my past life, that I worried about harm coming to me as well when I'm putting spirituality together with law. But what I discovered was one day when I was sitting at my computer and I was thinking about the legal steps that spiritual coaches and entrepreneurs need to take as they grow in their business, it became very clear to me that these seven steps unfolded and aligned with these seven chakras. It was literally like a divine download. And I almost fell off of my chair and thought, oh, can I really share this? Because it feels really scary. So honestly, Kate, I spent about two years only sharing that with my clients where I felt safe. And I had to build up my own courage to be able to put it in a, in my book, right? Easy legal steps that are also good for your soul. And also in my Legally Enlightened podcast and places where I didn't know who would be listening. Like people in the, in the on Amazon can find that book or people can find the podcast anywhere. So, um, but I knew, I knew that the law protects you in these two practical and, and energetic ways. And most lawyers don't learn about the, the energetic way and don't think about the energetic way. But the, I do believe that the law does protect you in practical ways to create these containers to hold and support your business and that you do shift when you put them in place, your energy shifts and you show up differently, more confident, feeling more safe, more secure. You feel comfortable taking more steps forwards and being courageous because you know your legal documents have your back. 
And I knew I needed to talk about this part of the law, even if some people or other lawyers would think it didn't make any sense or they didn't know where it was coming from or they wondered why I was putting these two things together. It just was an and. And I, I just felt the call to share them. So that's how it all came together about 10 years ago now, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful that came <laughs> through, through you and from you. And of course, you'd be the perfect person to be able to share this specific gift with the world. Lisa, you are absolutely born for, for the work that you do. And no doubt you are an old soul thank for you. sure. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's an honor to hear you say that. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I guess to, to narrow down the, the many conversations we could have around the law and energy and doing the work. I, I think one of the things for sure is when it comes in, but it comes up quite, people would be surprised how much the, the fear of the law holds so many talented people back. And also so many people, whether it be a past life or this life have been stolen from, they've had their ideas ripped off. They have, you know, even with be guided and be great. I just, I was really protective around it. And if somebody made me feel comfortable, I kind of tell them. And I've had people go out and do like shows with half my title or what have you. And when you already feel like a victim, it just re-victimizes you and you can get back in that cycle and what have you. So of course, to be able to even say to my clients, I have a solution for you. And here is her name. <laughs> it's just it's, to be able to refer my precious clients to somebody that's so talented it's just it's such a gift to be able to have somebody that I know will look them in the eye even if it's on zoom and tell them it's not only is it okay but this is exciting this is good for you and here's mm. here's how we're going to do it and you make it so easy even you know, I've had some tantrums with you over the years you know like <laughs> this is overwhelming or how am I going to do this? And you just send me a short email and you be like, you've got this, Kate, you know, here's your steps. Yeah. And it's done. It's behind me. It's in the rearview mirror. Sorry, I'm fussing around with some paper here. So what we thought, what Lisa and I thought we would do is kind of talk about three to four. We want to give you three to four tips on how you too can have a business and life that is legally enlightened. So which tip would you like to start with, Lisa? Well, I think from what we um, talked about, Kate, one of the areas that I think is so important is for whether you're a psychic or a medium or spiritual counselor or whatever it is that you do, I want you to feel safe and secure to know that whatever you share with people, they're not going to come back after you or blame you or tell you that you gave them wrong information or that you didn't give them enough information. So what I love to do is talk about the legal documents that help people create clear expectations for their clients and clear policies and boundaries so that you are showing up as a business owner, as well as this beautiful spiritual guide or sensitive that you are, but you have these clear guidelines and policies for your clients so that they know what you expect of them and what they can expect of you because clarity is, and I know you all know this. I just heard the universe say, Claire, whatever is clairvoyant, Claire, right? All the clairs like your book, Kate. Um, they know clarity is key. So the idea is to set forth up front in your legal documents how you work with clients, who you are, what you do, um, the fact you don't make guarantees, things like that we can talk about a little deeper so that people don't get confused and then come after you. Yes, that's a big one. 
Uh, yeah. What kind of document do you think is the number one need that people do need to have for their businesses? Yeah, I love that you asked that because typically, so there are many ways that we work with clients, right? You may work with clients in a one-on-one relationship for a reading or a spiritual coaching session or whatever it is that you do, or you may work with groups if you do group readings, either online or in person. Um, so these are the main ways that most people make their income. Other people, we know, Kate, we've written books, but like there are other ways to do it, speaking, writing, things like that. But let's just talk about the main areas where people concentrate most of their, much of their income. So the first would be in working in a one-on-one relationship. So the first, the document that you would use working one-on-one with a client is what I call a client agreement, a client agreement. And what you want to have in that client agreement is what uh, many sections, but one is going to be what is included in this program that you're offering. Is it a one-time session, a reading? Is it a, is it a package of sessions? Like what exactly is included? Are you just including a live session in person? Is it a session via Zoom? How long is the session? Is it a recorded session? Do you send them the recording? Like how does that work? Um, and then you want to be clear about the expectations and the fact that you don't make guarantees. So obviously I know that you all do different types of work, but particularly for people who are psychics or mediums, where someone may come in with a partial understanding of who you are, but not really, maybe not exactly understand your work. Some people perfectly understand your work. Some people don't, and they're not sure what to expect. So the clearer you can be about who you are and what you do, and the fact that you explain your your work, um, whether in the sake of a medium, you know, you can't guarantee who might appear in the reading um if you're a psychic you can you need to make sure they know that they whatever actions they take based on what you share with them is their responsibility right all of these expectations so that they don't get confused or use the information in a way where they think it's medical advice or psychological advice um and that you're not giving religious advice If perhaps you do a reading or a a coaching session or intuitive coaching session where you do receive a download and share that and it has to do maybe your medical intuitive, you want to make sure that you're just super clear that what you're sharing with them is informational and educational and it's there to help them and support them, but they really don't want to be substituting the advice of a doctor or therapist that your job is really to stay in this one lane of offering your services with love, but making it super clear that you're not... um, um, responsible for what they do with the information. Oh, I love that. I cannot tell you how many people I've worked with um, in mentorship that when they're ready to take clients, they want they want the client to tell them what they want from them. You know, because it's like maybe they're trained in Reiki and maybe they're they can do all these things. And I'm like, it's not your client's job to tell you how to do your work. You know, so even even like the minimum from having a a disclosure and agreement like that is for you, the practitioner to to be like, what am I offering and how am I offering it? So it's not on the shoulders of a client to tell you what they want from you. (laughs) I mean, at a bare minimum, that is so helpful. Yes. Well, and it's interesting because we think about, um, when we come from a spiritual or heart centered place, sometimes we can feel that's in conflict a little bit with like the rigorous negative or colder parts of business. But Mm -hmm. what I love to invite us to do is to pull those 
together and just soften, soften it a little bit. But yet at the same time, know that you are the leader of your business. You're the leader of that relationship with your client. You're the leader of that reading with that client. They're actually looking to you to be the leader, to tell them what to expect, to tell them what's going to happen. And I know, you know, this Kate, and you teach this beautifully, but like to help them feel comfortable um, because you all know this is an area that some people are familiar with and some aren't, and and they they may have expectations that are different than yours. And so your job is to be extra super clear, even more than other professions, about what's going to happen, who you are, what you do, and what they can expect from their time with you. I love it. I love it. And and it also no medium does the same work. You know, we all have our own rhythms. So to take this agreement and really carve out for yourself how you're different from, because I've had people over the years, like, well, John said this. And I'm like, I don't know who John is. <laughs> I don't worry. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I'll focus on that, you know. <laughs> so it, it it's not only a great thing for us as your clients, you know, getting legally covered to just really nail down what do we do and how do we want to do it? So we feel safe and we feel confident. And when somebody kind of projects that you should do it a certain way, you can go back to that legal document and say, no, this is what, this is the service I offer. This is my talent and my gift. That's right. And, and that's why we have the legal document, right? Is that I like to say that the legal document has your back. And also, um, I don't know if people love this term or not, but you know, like the legal document's the bad guy, <laughs> like you're not the bad guy or gal or whoever you are, um, the legal document is the one that does the heavy lifting for you. So that if you're enforcing a policy or explaining who you are, you can always remind that client that they, they, you know, they may not remember that, but when we signed this agreement, you, you agreed that we would hold sessions for 60 minutes or we would do whatever, and I would be doing this and you would be doing this, and this is what you would receive. So that it can be the document you lean on if you need to remind them of one of your policies. Same with payment, like same type of thing. Like if someone, if you have a payment plan for an ongoing longer program and they miss a monthly payment, you can refer to your document to actually help support you um, by saying that your document spells out when payments are due, are due and, and whatnot so that the document has your back. I love that. That's going to be like a warm blanket for a lot of people listening that the document is the bad guy or the That's bad guy. I know. I don't, I mean, I'm not, we're not trying to be pejorative here, but just, you know, people want to blame you for things. And yet it's very Absolutely. easy. Another term I love using, Kate, when we're talking about, like, you may, you may not remember, like, here's language to be helpful. You may not remember that you agreed in the document when we signed it initially, that A, B, C, D, E. And also the other one is that I love to use the term, the policy of my business is. Mm -hmm. So like the policy of my business is not to give refunds or the policy of my business is to not extend beyond our scheduled time or the policy of my business is to collect payment prior to holding our session together so that it's your policy. It's just your policy. You're not trying to be unkind or inflexible or whatever they think you are. It's just this is your policy and you're sharing your policy. And somehow I think people sometimes when they hear something as a policy, they have a different level of respect for it than if it's just, oh, she's doing this or she, he's doing that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now that you're saying that, I I am remembering actually before I worked with you, I sometimes had problems with payments mm -hmm. and I've forgotten about that because I don't have problems oh. anymore. I, I have no problems getting there. That's great. <laughs> so yes, the power of Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Well, what would be the second tip that you would encourage people with? 
Sure. Okay. So we just talked a moment ago about using a client agreement for one-on-one -on -one clients that sets forth your expectations and your policies around payment. And it gets into things like scheduling and communication and disclaimers saying you're not giving medical advice and setting up those clear boundaries and guidelines for you that, and in a client agreement, you sign it and the client signs it. And this is the most powerful document you can use with a one-on-one -on -one client because it's really difficult for them to say that they didn't read or see the document when their signature is at the bottom of the page. And also um, it's, it's a really powerful way, I think, to show that you, it's a container to hold your energetic boundaries in the legal context of creating legal and practical boundaries for your client. And I mean, time boundaries and money boundaries and things like that. I like to say that the legal um, document plugs the energy leaks or the money leaks. And Kate, that's also why I think I hear all the time people just like you say, well, I have no problem with collecting payments now because I put my clear policy into my clear client agreement and my I immersed my energy in that. I aligned my energy with the document and I've claimed this as my policy and now people abide by my policy. And I say, well, that's not surprising to me because you're legally aligned and you're energetically aligned. That would make sense. <laughs> um, so just remember that this document is this, a container for your business. but. The second thing I want to offer is what you do if you're in a group setting, right? So that document's only for one-on-one, -on -one, but what happens if you're working in groups? Um, so the let's use an example of maybe like a group reading um, for people that you might hold. So in a group session, it's a little bit different, right? Usually people have paid you up front before they come to the session. Um, you want them to sign, I, I call the document a, an event waiver. So I have a DIY event waiver, where basically you're saying that um, a couple of different things. One, you're making sure that they know, first of all, that you're not liable for any physical problems they might have, like they trip over a lamp cord or they you're disclaiming your liability for things that happen in the event space. That's the first piece. The second piece is, of course, you are limiting your liability by saying, hey, the information that I share with you, again, is not medical advice, not psychological advice, not religious advice. You still need to work with your own medical practitioners and follow your own judgment. Um, anything I recommend or say, you still need to apply your own assessment as to whether or not it's right for you. There's no guarantees as to what you may hear or see or feel or experience through this reading or this session together. Um, and then, of course, you have things like emergency contacts, like what if they pass out on the floor? You know, there's some practical things in there too. Allergies, if you are diffusing essential oils to create a certain feeling in a room, or to, if you clear the energy with Palo Santo, or you've used um, sage or something, whatever it is that you use prior to that, you know, we forget people have sensitivities and allergies to that. And so you're disclaiming saying, hey, please let me know if you have an allergy or I'm not liable for anything happening here. But because it's an event waiver, it can be a little bit shorter than the client agreement. Um, it's mostly uh, a disclaimer for your for your liability, whereas the client agreement for the one on one is a little bit more around the terms of your work together, like your program and communication and how calls scheduling the calls work and payment. And it's it's more of an agreement between two people. This is just a one sided form they sign when they arrive. Um, so in a group setting, you would have them sign that event waiver either at the door when they come in, or you could do it electronically online and have them sign it before they come. But please make sure they do sign it and please make sure you keep copies of their signed document. Wow. I was just going to ask you for the practical way how, how that would look. And you oh, just yeah. said it so beautifully. And let's just say, what if somebody would not sign it? Is mm -hmm. that something you would say, 
thank you for thank you for coming, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. Because here's, I mean, so that's a really interesting question, Kate. No one's ever asked me that before, but I would, I think immediately when you said that, the message I heard was this person has a boundary issues, yeah, right? Right. They're not going to abide by your rules for your event that right. they're coming to. And yes, they paid for it. So of course you would want to offer them a refund, even okay. if you have a no refund policy, which would also be in your client agreement or your event waiver, but you would give them the refund, give them their money back. And you would say, you know, um, cause sometimes the hard thing is actually, how do you tell what do you say to them when this happens? Right. Right. So you just say, Oh my goodness. I'm, I totally understand if you're not comfortable signing this waiver. I completely understand. Um, however, to protect myself and to protect you and everyone else at the event, I do need everyone who attends to sign the waiver. If you would like to not do that, you're perfectly free to not join us for this event. Um, I'm happy to give you your money back either right now or later or after the event or next week in an email or whatever. Like you can just tell them very specifically how you're going to give them their money back. Um, and that, you know, you completely respect their choice and their opinion. You can be very respectful and kind about it, but you just keep your boundary that everyone, this, this is for the protection and benefit of everyone attending as well as for you, as well as for them. And so this is your po the policy of my business is that everyone sign a waiver, but if you choose not to, that's your choice completely. I completely honor your choice, but then we'll just have you not be joining us for the event. Well, thank you for giving that little extra, Lisa, because I know so many people, they won't even put themselves in the situation because of that maybe one X factor. What if somebody doesn't sign it? You know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do, but it all comes back to the document and it all comes back to how it protects me, protects you. So let's do this. Yes. And of course, you don't want to be at an event teaching and be, you know, allow them to come in without signing it and be, that'll ruin it. You know, you'll be it thinking yes. about <laughs> And also it takes your energy because yeah. you're wondering what is their motive? Why won't they sign it? What are they doing? It, it's distracting. Um, and also that's a level of respect for you and your policy. Like, would you really walk into some business and say, I'm not going to follow your policy? Like, would you walk into a restaurant that has a no shirt, no shoes policy that we don't serve you and walk in with no shirt and no shoes and be like, well, you need to serve me. You're like, they're going to be like, you need to leave. Like, no, we, I mean, it's not legal by law, which is a different matter, but the, but just in principle, like, no, we like to keep things clean and safe and healthy here in our business and in our restaurant. So we have to invite you to leave. But I think the piece, Kate, the reason why I call my brand legal love is because what I think the piece that we forget sometimes is that the law can feel so harsh and adversarial and negative and blood. People are like, I didn't want a legal document. It's just going to bring negative energy. I'm going to attract negative energy. And I'm like, no, 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 it's the opposite. You're creating the safe, beautiful container where you can keep the energy you would like in that container in the container. If, I mean, we all know energy ebbs and flows, but this is a way for you to create your sacred space for your business in your documents and in your LLC and in your space. And you're allowed to invite into that space who you wish. And you're allowed to not invite people into that space who you wish. The key is that you can do it kindly. You can do it with love. You can be kind and respectful and generous and caring and say, no, I'm sorry. The policy of my business is that everyone has to sign this waiver for everyone's protection. If you wish not to, I completely respect that. But then I will just have to ask you to not be participating in the event today. And, you know, that's the truth. It, it does keep everyone safe. So if they don't want to, they don't have to. But you can be kind. You can be kind.
be kind. And it makes yeah. everybody else feel safe. Like you've got their back. So that kind of one X factor can't ruin it for everybody. You know, it's just, and that's how I saw it too. I was kind of raised to not trust the law. You know, I'm a, I'm a Montanan, so we're independent. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. For myself, you know, I get it. Um, but you do. It's just, it's, you know, because of working with you, you know, my family and I, we went ahead and got our wills done. You know, we've got kids and for the, like a decade, yeah. I was spinning out like what would happen with my family if something happened to us. I was too scared of it, but I just integrated your work and your yeah. attitude and all that you taught me. And I'm like, and, and I don't even think about it anymore. It's a non-issue. We took care of it. And, and the, that's how I show my family love is through protecting everybody just in case. That's it. I was just going to say that, Kate, what I tell everyone about wills or which doesn't always feel fun is that it's actually a gift to your family. That's what it is. It's just like a holiday gift that you wrap and put under the tree or put by a menorah or however you celebrate. It's a gift to your children to not have to worry about these things if you're not here in this present life. They now know exactly what to do, what you want, what you think, what, how things work. They don't have to think. They're already distraught. They don't have to think about any of that. You've already done it for them. It's such a beautiful gift. I just wish everyone could see it that way um, because you're just being loving to your children or your spouse or your friend or whoever in your life. Um, even charities, you can, you can, I used to work in the area of estate planning for a while. So like, I'm very passionate about this area too. Um, but it's such a gift. And, and I love that you said, Kate, how you just did that as an act of love for your, for your family. And that's exactly what it can and should be for sure. Absolutely. I love that kind of that parallel between us. So if somebody is kind of like, well, how is it love? It's that it can go back through the protecting your family at a really scary time. Um, so Okay. You want to have a final tip? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. So the final tip I'll share okay. is that um, I think one thing when you come, well, we talked about this a little bit, how the law can feel scary and documents can feel scary. And I do know the way that I write my documents. Um, and I know you've seen this, Kate, is that I try to use softer language. Yes, parts that still have to be kind of legal sounding because that's just how that is but most of it can be very much like i and you not like we not like client and and just a healer will do this or it's it's not here to fours and where to fours and legalese it's just very plain english um because i want it to be comfortable for you to give to a client and not feel like you're imposing some cold document on them um and the the piece so when you are a warm-hearted caring loving person particularly with this very much this um, sensitive soul or just very expansive awareness as a spiritual healer. Um, you take in a lot of information that other people don't necessarily take into their space that I just want to let you know that you can, you can do it with kindness. And also that if you're newer or you're starting out, you're not like too small or too um, unestablished. Like every single client you work with when you use a client agreement, you're creating that container and those boundaries to protect you and to protect and honor the client. So this isn't something that you wait until you've had like 50 clients and do. You want to do it and set it up right from the start so that you have great processes in place, use good documents, you feel safe and supported so you can relax. And in fact, some um, spiritual healers have told me that when they do readings, particularly as a medium, um, they say that they can actually relax during the reading because you all know better than I do. I'm not a medium. Um, I do 
receive it downloads from the universe, but I don't probably have the same gifts that developed that you do. But what she said was, you know, when you're um, doing a reading, you're not always in your full conscious state and you're, you're transmitting what you're receiving. And so she doesn't worry as much about what she's saying. She doesn't have to filter it as much because she already knows that the legal document has said, this isn't medical advice. This isn't psychological advice. You need to still work with your own doctors. Like, you know, if messages come where she's, where you have, you get a message that like diet, this person passed from diabetes and it runs in the family. And now they just told the grandchild, you know, Right. What do the does the grandchild do with that? Does that like freak them out? Does that make them feel happy to know that so they can go to the doctor? You don't know. But she said she, you know, you don't have to worry as much as you're sharing that because you've already said this is not medical advice. I'm just sharing with you information, education I'm receiving. And that was such a beautiful thing, Kate, to for me, sit from the point of a sitter, which I am not, like to know that feeling of ease and that feeling of relaxation. So um, I guess those are a couple tips rolled into one here at the end, but I love the fact that um, it helps you feel more comfortable and feel safe to do what you do so beautifully. And then it also helps support your clients and know the expectations they should have of you as well. Oh man, I love that. And that reminder that the legal language can be gentle. It doesn't have to be this kind of mind numbing totally. <laughs> you know, over yeah. everybody's head. Um, what was the last thing I was going to ask you if there was, I don't know if the right word is a hierarchy, but if, oh, yeah. if somebody is just sure. really wanting to start out, would you suggest getting that LLC or S core? What would the first step be? I love that you asked that question, Kate, because I think that a lot of conventional lawyers who are wonderful and excellent at what they do and, and I think they immediately tell people, oh, you want to have a business, you need an LLC. Okay. And I take sort of a different approach. Mm -hmm. If you have um, already personal assets in your personal life from a prior job, or you have relatively significant savings accounts or, or investment accounts or 401ks or your house mostly paid off or you have cars or whatever, like if you have a lot of assets, it makes sense to have an LLC right away because the benefit of an LLC is to separate your liability in your personal life from your business life. So that if someone comes after your house or your car or your personal assets, they can't get your business in most cases. Or if someone comes after your business, they can't get your car and your house. But a lot of people are taking their personal assets and putting it into their business to build websites and hire coaches and hire, right? So if you don't have a lot of business assets yet and you have limited personal assets, totally cool. But the first step would be to actually reduce your liability on the front end and use legal documents, which say, I'm not liable if oh. I'm irresponsible. If you draw the lines about where the liability is, because legal documents protect you on the front end before something goes wrong. And then your LLC kicks in on the back end after something has gone wrong. When someone's actually trying to get your assets, Oh so, my gosh, I didn't know that. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like I always say it's sort of like the legal documents are like drinking your green smoothies and eating your vegetables and exercising and engaging your spiritual practices and clearing your energy and all the things that you do to be healthy on the front end. It doesn't guarantee there won't be a problem. Obviously there could be a problem, but then when, if you have to go to the hospital, that's when your health insurance kicks in on the back end. And the LLC is similar to that. And any spiritual insurance you have kicks in on the back end after something goes wrong. So I'm just a big fan of prevention 
you need both. It's an and, you need both, but prevention first, because if you don't have the resources yet to build an LLC or to have an LLC or to need an LLC, then put your resources towards limiting your liability and keeping your reducing your risk on the front end. And that way, if something happens, you have that document to fall back on, which could hopefully clear you. So then you don't even get to the point where they're trying to take your assets. Oh, what a fantastic way to explain that, Lisa. Oh Thanks. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy to explain it. It, it is confusing because there's so many legal steps out there. And that's why Kate, I also came up with the seven chakras, right? Because like the first step in the, when I align with the chakras is if you have a website to get your website disclaimer in place so that you don't have just a website hanging out there with no legal language at all to protect you. And then the second step is the one-on-one -on -one client agreement we talked about, um, which I align with the sacral chakra. The first step is to keep you safe, right? To keep you grounded, to have some language there so that you are um, telling people who land on your website who you are and what you do so that you are creating some safety and security and stability when your website's out in the big scary world. Um, and then the second is the client agreement, which I align with the sacral chakra, because it is like a container to birth your one-on-one -on -one policy, your one-on-one -on -one programs. And it's a container to birth your creativity and your skills and your to the world. So I align it there. Um, and that contract sort of holds that relationship. Um, but for example, there's a few more steps. And then I align, I do the the LLC is actually step number six out of seven. Oh, okay. So you do all kinds of other things before the LLC, again, unless you already have a lot of assets to protect in your personal life. But you know, most people are kind of going through their personal life and building up their business as they go, limit your liability, and then do the LLC when you have assets to protect. Oh, that's fantastic. So that, and that's because at that point, I always say, Speaking of intuition, Kate's specialty, you always sort of intuitively know when it's time to go pro with an LLC or an S-Corp. And then, of course, you should talk to a lawyer or an accountant to help you. But you kind of get that nudge to know, hey, I kind of created something pretty amazing here and pretty established. And I have one-on-one -on -one programs now and group programs. And maybe you have written a book or a podcast or done these other things that you're like, wow, I actually have a lot to lose. And so that's usually a good time to create an LLC when you start building up your business assets. Oh, that's, that's everyone. When I went professional in 2007 ish, everyone said, you know, get that, um, know. get the LLC, you know, and it's, which is extra scary because then you're dealing with taxes and you yeah. don't know what you're doing there. And some people won't go to the tax person. <laughs> I know. I and know. So what I think I hear you saying is actually there's, there's many chakras we can work with. There's many muscles we can work with before actually having to execute the LLC. If somebody's beginning or what have you, oh, that yeah really comfortable, you know, crescendo that you can, you can begin on. That's it. In fact, that's what I encourage you to begin okay. on. Because yes. again, if you have a lot of assets already, that's a totally different story, you need to protect them. But you know, you want to limit your liability and protect your income first. Okay, so if in the hierarchy of what do I protect when and how this is how I describe it. So first, and I hope this doesn't sound harsh to anyone, but I do want you to protect your income first. Mm 
And the reason for that is because if you don't have your income, you don't have a business. If you don't have a business, you can't help people in a way that supports you or your family in a business. So we want to always start with the one-on-one -on -one client agreement or the group program, the terms of use to protect your income from these programs. Then the next thing is you want to protect your content. So if you are creating blog posts or your website or you're um, writing eBooks or you're creating content out into the world, you want to protect your content and your website, your program content, whatever it is. And then after that, you protect your brand, which would be like with trademarking, because often you create all these things and then realize like you did, Kate, wow, I have this amazing brand <laughs> and wow, I, I need to protect it because it's getting out there in a bigger way. But I align trademarking with the crown chakra um, because it's a crowning achievement. That's just a little pun and play oh. on word, but also <laughs> it, it does connect you and your brand to the larger collective wisdom, the marketplace, the world, whatever language you wish to use there um, in the human space. And, and that's the last thing you usually do. So uh, yeah, just limit your liability and protect your income and your, and your assets and your, your work first, and then worry about protecting, creating the LLC and protecting your brand. And all of, all of those steps are in your book. I want to show time. And where can people buy your book at, Lisa? Thank you. Um, easy legal steps that are also good for your soul. Can, you can get that on Amazon. You can also get it on my website at lisafraley.com slash book. Uh, but it's really easy just to go on Amazon and get either the hard copy book or the Kindle book, whatever feels good to you. But thank you, Kate, for sharing. Where, of course. Yes, of course. And where can people go to start working with you? Where can they contact you? And where are all the documents that you're talking about? Where are those found, honey? Sure. So you can just go to lisafraley.com, which is L-I-S-A-F-R-A-L-E-Y.com. And you'll see there that there's a section called Legal Solutions. And under that list are the DIY legal templates um, that you can access there. And also my podcast is available on that website, as well as I mentioned the book. Um, but the website is sort of the hub of everything. So lisafraley.com, um, you'll also be able to sign up for a free legal chat if you would like, and you have questions about your own work, your own business. Um, we just do free 20-minute legal chats to learn more about you and point you in the right direction. Uh, but really, that's the place to go. Thank you so much, Kate, for asking. Yes, of course. And I, I just, I, I just really want to wrap this up in the most beautiful way in that, you know, I hope what you guys are hearing is that you don't have to do this alone. And there, there is this beautiful expert in front of us to, that can help you and be there for you to get legally covered. And let's just say something does go wrong. Again, you're not alone. You have experts in this field that can walk you through it, walk beside you. And this is, you know, being out there in the world, and especially for old souls, we just have to remind each other that there are other old souls on this planet right here that have your back, that have their expertise, that can look you in the eye and remind you you're not alone and that what you have to say in the work that you do is important. Mm, that is so sweet, Kate. That's so kind and so respectful. Um, and I had never thought of it that way, right? Like we, we old souls do find a way of finding each other, even if we're not even trying to find each other, it just somehow happens. So thank you for reminding people that lawyers too can be old souls because we can. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a gift. What a gift to the rest of us. And just as a little side note, if you want to see, uh, 
Lisa and all her travels. I'd say little travels, but actually oh. you're a world traveler. <laughs> what is your Instagram handle? Just in case somebody would like to follow along with your fun journeys. Thank you, Kate. It's at Lisa and then underscore Fraley at Lisa underscore Fraley. We do love to travel. Um, that is one of our passions for sure. Uh, it, I don't know what it is. I just have this wander sense of adventure in me. And before the pandemic, we were taking about 18 trips a year, um, oh either God. domestically or internationally. Um, and now we've toned it down a little bit. We needed, we needed that time of the pandemic actually as a, a, a strange gift to allow us to rest <laughs> from all of our globetrotting. So in a weird, strange way, there was a benefit to that time period. Um, now we're just, we're going, uh, less often, but we do have, um, a new grandson who lives in Germany. Oh. And so we are headed over there. Um, and we're spending the winter in Sedona, which we are also excited about as well. So thank you for, for <laughs> mentioning that. It's just been so fun to watch you on your adventures and it inspires me for one day. I will too get to travel and I'll oh, think yeah. about all the ways you travel and it just inspire me to. Think about that one day when I'll get to do this. You will. I know. Well, I don't have little ones at home or children here. My husband has a daughter who lives in Germany um, and she's now grown. But uh, yeah, it's hard, I think, when you have family under your feet or in your home. So yes, it's always good just to plan. We all hold the vision for our plans for the future, whatever they may be. And I love, Kate, that you want to travel as part of that. It's exciting. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. And I will have in the show notes, everybody, all the information and contact information so you too can reach out to Lisa because I have no doubt you'll be well cared for and get legally covered and be brave and put your beautiful work out in the world. Thanks for being with us, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, Kate, for having me. And thank you, everyone listening for doing the beautiful work that you do and just caring for people. It's life changing, life changing work that you're doing for them. So thank you for sharing your gifts. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.